This is Issues 2020. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Joe Kleinsaucer, Co-Director of News and Media Relations, Wichita State University. Welcome to Issues 2020. Hey, thank you, Steve. And I say this, that's your job. I, I believe you're retiring. But before we do, share with us your responsibilities at WSU. What exactly is involved in the job as Co-Director of News and Media Relations? Yeah, it's a little of everything. Uh, really, it's a combination of internal and external communications. Internally, by putting out information to faculty, staff, and students of what's going on on campus, administrative decisions, etc. And then externally, of course, sending out news releases, working with the news media, uh, responding to calls from reporters, and getting them in touch with the right people. That's kind of it in a nutshell. You're retiring after 34 years at WSU. Now, how did you? Yes, I am. It'll be on uh, Friday, December eighteenth. It'll be my last day at the university. Actually, how how did you come to that decision, Joe? Well, not easily. Uh, I jokingly have told my boss for probably the last five years that I'd retire in one to three years. <laughs> Trouble making the decision when to finally step aside, and I guess it just seemed like the right time. This has been kind of a strange year with COVID and everything else, and I turned 67, and I thought, you know, no one knows how long we have on this earth, and uh, I'd like to still have some life after working at Wichita State, so I just thought this would be a good time to end it at the end of December in the midst of the 125th year of the university, and uh, I think it's it's time. Well, uh, tell us about uh, your background, your childhood, your education, and how did you get that job at WSU? Yeah, I, uh, thanks, Steve. I, you know, I, that's a good question, actually. Uh, you'd never think it from my background. I uh, grew up in Hillsborough, Kansas, at least since I was five years old. I was born in Omaha, but my parents moved to Hillsborough when I was five. Went to grade school, high school, Hillsborough, uh, went to Tabor College, stopped out for a while and worked for eight years in uh, radio in Newton, Kansas. Then, actually, while I was still in radio, I came back to Tabor to finish my degree in business communications. Then I took a job at Tabor College as Director of Information Services and Publications for three years. Because my parents had both worked there for like 30 years, I figured this would be where I am for life. But uh, budgets were tight, as they often are for small colleges, and there were some cuts. And so I started looking for another opportunity. Uh, actually finished second in a job search, I was told, for the Kansas Corporation Commission in a public information position. But about that time, uh, the job at Wichita State opened up for a news media relations director. And so I applied there and was apparently the one picked out of 70-plus applicants. And, uh, when I was uh, picked by Myrne Rowe, um, I asked her, why me? And she said, you were one of the only, if not the only applicant who applied who had both higher education experience working, again, in higher education, as well as media experience. So I guess it, it, you never know where life leads you and opportunities present themselves. And, uh, I've got, I know you've got a good story about your first news conference at WSU after you started on the job there in, what, 87? 86. Fall 86. of 86, and I can remember that easily because... Uh, while I'll forget a lot of things, over 34 years, that's not one of them. I was hired in October of 1986, about a month and a half after starting. Uh, then President Warren Armstrong had us call a news conference to announce the end of the football program. So, yeah, you can see why I don't forget that one. Well, 
Um, well, that's kind of like welcome to Wichita State, right? And how many how many how many times over the years have you had the question from someone? Hey, when are you going to bring back football to Wichita State? Yeah, more than more than once, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, uh, and I think every president that uh, came on after that got asked that question too. Yeah. Well, you've you've served. Uh, I count five presidents at WSU, not in count not counting the interims you've worked for. Uh, sure. Does one stand out as a favorite? Now, there's a political question. Does one, yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's uh, yeah. There's no right answer there. They're they all have their strengths, and they all built on. I think what the previous president did. So in that sense, they all were special people. I think just because the time spent with President Beggs and the time he was at the university, thirteen years, which is a long time for a university president, I probably was closer to him than anyone else, and that's by no means putting anyone down, but uh, just saying he was, just because of the nature of the relationship of working with someone that long. Yeah, and he's, he's, he was a friendly, friendly guy. He was very, uh, very friendly person, easy to... He easy was to very like. well liked, and yeah. his wife was a tremendous asset as well. Yeah. Uh, Shirley was loved by so many people, and uh, again, it was just... Uh, a unique couple, a special time, and so yeah, it's it's he he ranks up there certainly. Dean Headley's annual airline quality rating uh, became a regular feature in national news. Um, now, how did that come about? Funny because uh, actually, I think it started, if I'm not mistaken, when Dean Headley and then uh, a co-professor with him, or uh, who was at the university, Brent Bowen, were working on this uh, paper about airline quality and how the airlines should be ranked based on performance, not just based on consumer opinion. And so they developed this system of how you rank airlines based on actual data. And uh, they have, as they were working on this paper, they were contacted, or one of them was contacted, I think it was by Chris Frank, actually, who was at Cake TV 10 at the time, and just poking around, asking if they had any interesting things they were working on, and sure enough, it's about the airline quality rating. Well, Chris passed it along to Cake, and they in turn passed it along, I think, to Good Morning America, and then uh, USA Today got wind of it, and so both Good Morning America and USA Today did stories about the airline quality rating, and at that point, one of the media even said, well, but what will happen with this now? I mean, they've done it, they've announced it, can anything out of Wichita continue to develop from this? Yeah. Well, they kind of took that as a challenge, and sure enough, we had a national media consultant for the university at the time, and along with his help and Dean and Brent's willingness to keep going with it, it turned into a national event every year in April at the National Press Club, usually. And I was fortunate enough to go along a dozen or more times to help with it, and it was a blast. And that thing took off, pardon the pun, being airlines, and uh, both Dean and Brent were great to work with. Dean stayed at the university. Brent moved around and ended up at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, but they still do share it uh, every year and still announce it. The media still pays attention. Can, can you share a story about dealing with national media on the airline quality rating? I, you were, I think you were back east dealing with the networks, weren't you, doing some network stuff? Yes, exactly, and that's really why we did it in D.C., our Consultant said, if you're going to do this thing, you need to do it where the media are. Now, we never forgot our local media. We always worked with them to make sure they had access to the information and even could do work on the story maybe a little ahead of time, but not release it until the news conference. 
But, uh, yeah, the, one time we got a call from uh, Today Show. They wanted uh, to get the story out early before the news conference. And we said, sorry, uh, we can't do that. And they couldn't believe we wouldn't give them the story ahead of time. Uh, but we, if we do that, what will all the rest of the media think? And the story was already a national story by then. And so after the news conference that year, I'm walking around the press club back in the days when you still walked from office to office and handed out the release paper version as well to all the different outlets that were there. And I get a call on the cell phone asking if there's any chance that we could get Dean to fly up to New York City for the next morning to be on the Today Show, believe it or not. So sure enough, Dean and his wife Esther were flown up by the Today Show I uh, got there bright and early in the morning and on set, and Dean was almost hoarse by the time he was on the air talking to Matt Lauer uh, because he had been doing interviews on the phone and uh, so on all the rest of the day prior. But it, it was a great story and, uh, again, a big splash nationally. What uh, Share your impressions in dealing with the national media. What's that like? Well, it you know, it's not all that different, really, except that maybe they're a little more pushy <laughs> on occasion. But frankly, if you're straightforward with them and explain things why you are doing what you're doing, they usually would accept it and uh, would work with you. And many were very appreciative, I think. Um, the big difference is locally you have an opportunity to develop relationships. When you're only working with someone once a year on a story, it's a little harder. But even then, you could see a development of some relationships with people that you dealt with regularly. Now, tell, tell, a little, expand on that a little bit. Just tell us uh, your impressions about dealing with local and state media over the years. What, what's it like dealing with us folks? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, whether people believe it or not, it's been great. I can only think of a couple of times where I felt like something was done that was unfair or somebody had an agenda to push before we even had an opportunity. Uh in my experience, the media has been great to work with. They've uh, just been understanding uh, when we've had tough situations. Uh, they've given us time and opportunity to respond. Uh, finally, that's all they can do. We have to do our part and step in and help where we can and provide background information and stories when it's possible. There are always going to be times where there's a little rub, and those are usually on the uh, personnel matters when there's very little we can say. Uh, when it's a matter of personnel, whether it's you know a president resigning as we had this year, suddenly through the Board of Regents announcement, those are situations we really can't control. But any time, uh, I would say the media was very fair with me, and I think, again, the relationship I had with them, and they... The way they treated me, I, I really can't say thanks enough. I really appreciate that. Well, talk about your experience in local radio. You you were mentioning that before it helped you to get the job, but once you were in the position, uh, you had the you had the aspect of looking at from the other side of the, the other side of the table. Then, right? Yes, I did, and I'll tell you, I think that's very helpful. That's one of the benefits of being on both sides of the table, so to speak. You know what is expected, what the media needs or wants help with, and now you also see how you can help the media reach their goal, which is providing information to the public, hopefully that's accurate, informative, and interesting. So it, to me, it reminded me of officiating in the sense that I was an official for, you know, roughly those 40 years, but there was one year I stopped out and was an uh, 
assistant high school basketball coach at Hillsborough High School. And that one-year experience probably benefited me more than I know at the time because I could see it then from the coach's perspective. Yeah. You're listening to Issues 2020 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Joe Kleinsasser, retiring co-director of News and Media Relations, Wichita State University. Now, you've seen some big changes on the WSU campus over the years. Talk about that for a little bit, Joe. Yeah, well, obviously the physical campus has changed dramatically because there's no longer a golf course. Uh, The Innovation Campus and what's happened out there over the last seven years or so is just amazing. Uh, There were other changes, of course, like Shocker Hall, a major residence hall located just between Cessna Stadium and Morrison Hall. But just the tremendous amount of physical, uh, the buildings, uh, the streets, just it's unbelievable how much the campus has changed in higher education it's kind of changed at warp speed because higher education isn't known for changing that fast but uh, you can credit uh, John Bardo for most of that I think along with others uh, you know personnel changes over time certainly technology has changed when I came to Wichita State the big invention at the time was the fax machine and I thought that was the greatest thing with sliced bread but of course with the internet and the technology uh, uh, been amazing the opportunities you have with those things and those changes. But I will tell you, one of the reasons why I think it's time for me to stop out right now is because I'm getting tired of the, the speed of change. Uh, an example is, you may recall when the smartphones first came out, well, when they came out and I got one, the people in the office thought that was an oxymoron. Joe, smartphone doesn't compute. <laughs> I think I know the feeling, Joe. <laughs> Talk about one or two of the most interesting people you've worked with at the university. One or two stand out? Well, I mean, Elizabeth King, who's the head of the WCU Foundation, was my vice president for some I think 13 years or so. Uh, she was just outstanding individual and was very understanding and helpful to me over my time there. Supportive as all get out. Uh, I mean, you start listing names, of course, and you you're going to leave someone out. There's no doubt about it. Uh, mostly, I would say the staff I'm at Strategic Communications at Wichita State that I work with, uh, from Shelley Coleman Martins, who's now vice president as well to uh, the new director of news media relations is Lainey Mazzullo, who we've been working with for 13 years. Uh, there are just too many to mention. Amy Schaefer, uh, Mercedes Shoemaker, who's the office manager, Carmen Heitch, special, dire- special events director again, and it goes on and on. And then the faculty, man, that, you know, this job, you really are dependent on your students and faculty because those are where the stories are, and they're the ones you're trying to promote and let the people know about. It's not about me. It's about what they're doing. All the research that's going on is amazing. I could just go on and on and much more time than you've got. Okay. Uh, and I want to talk about your other career for a minute here. Sure. Uh, as a basketball official, I know you've done some soccer, soccer as well. When did you start doing doing the officiating? Well, basketball, I guess it would have been, uh, I was about 20, 21 years old, so... Uh, if I wrapped it up seven years ago, I guess I'd have to do the math, but I, I did it for 40 years. Wow. So uh, what, what are some of the bigger games you've officiated? Well, I was fortunate to ref about six, seven state championship basketball games, high school level, uh, mostly at the Class 5 and 6A level. 
I did a number of uh, small college playoff games. That certainly I thought was remarkable, given I never worked a full college basketball schedule because I was working a full high school schedule. Uh, so when you're refing those years, when you're doing both high school and small college, I was working three, four, up to five nights a week, and that's, uh, that's a challenge physically, and it's really a challenge on your family and your job and everything, really. Yeah. Tell us about your relationship with deer on Kansas highways. <laughs> yeah, deer going from Hillsboro to Wichita, they're everywhere. Uh, and I've often joked you don't need a uh, hunter's license to kill deer, you need a driver's license. I've hit five or six of them over the years. One went on my way to a basketball game, high school game I was going to ref, and another time I uh, actually totaled my car driving to Wichita. Uh, it came right in front of me at dawn, and uh, airbags went off and everything, and that'll wake you up in a hurry, believe me. Do, do any, lessons, any lessons learned in sports officiating help in your job as a university spokesperson and vice versa? Yeah, I, I really think so. Um, one is learning how to handle criticism. Obviously, if you officiate basketball, you're going to get criticism. Another thing is you only have one good chance to make a good first impression. And so make sure you're on your game as much as you can be every time you meet somebody for the first time. Uh, one that may seem a little odd actually was advice that I had from a basketball official uh, who said... You know, be careful what you say or say nothing sometimes, because silence can't be quoted. <laughs> that's that's smart because in co- sometimes if coach is saying something that gets under your skin, my reaction was of course to retort with something a smart aleck response or something. But I tried to bite my tongue, and that probably was the wiser choice uh, because it kept me from saying things I would regret. And so uh, the same thing applies, and really with the media, I, it's not that. You don't want to be silent, but be careful how you choose your words uh, so you don't, again, put your foot in your mouth and regret saying something that you should have uh, probably not said. I don't want to get too personal, but tell us a little bit about your family, Joe. Sure. Uh, my wife, Michelle, is very gracious and patient with me. Uh, she's had to be, I guess, but uh, we've been married 37 years, if I'm doing the math right, from 1983. And... Uh, we have two uh, boys that we adopted as newborns. Uh, one is now 23, I want to say, living near Springfield, Missouri. The other one is at home with us still. It turns 18 at the end of this year, and uh, he's being homeschooled. And so my wife's, you know, she's not getting paid or anything, but she's doing work that I just admire tremendously. Yeah. What are the biggest challenges over the years in your work at WSU? What Big challenge. Well, you know, I think it's prioritizing. There's so many stories out here at the university uh, that are really good stories, and you just can't get to them all. So trying to uh, pick and choose and doing what you can with the time you have. Uh, other challenges, of course, on the, on the rare occasion, really it's not that often when there's a controversial story, trying to work with administrators or others in how to respond effectively. I believe in being open, accountable, and accessible at a public university. That was the approach I've, I tried to take. And I also try to live the golden rule from the Bible uh, in everything due to others that you'd have them do to you. 
and sometimes that can be uncomfortable and doesn't come naturally to us. Right. So it's it's just uh, it just depended on the situation. What uh, what are the biggest rewards in your your years at Wichita State? Well, the rewards are many. Um, you know, I often said there are probably other jobs that would have paid more, but I don't know that any jobs would have been better for me uh, just because of the the opportunity to work with so many talented students, faculty, staff, administrators. I'm going to include the media here. Um, there's just you learn something from everybody, uh, and it's just been an enriching experience. That uh, I'll take so many memories with me as I leave. Uh, it's it's going to be it's hard to leave on one hand, but it's also a lot of great experiences and memories. How many times have you sat down for an interview like this on radio or TV for for a half hour? None, I don't think. <laughs> I I, actually, though, I did a, a fairly extensive interview, not not nearly this long, but five or ten minutes with a radio station in uh, Kentucky at the time Wichita State was in the Final Four. Oh. And they, uh, it was a station, I, I would guess, it for the University of Kentucky in their city. I'm trying to get it straight now. Lexington, maybe, because we were playing Louisville. And they were just asking about Wichita State being in it. And at the course of the interview, the uh, interviewer said, well, a lot of us will be pulling for you, because obviously they're rivals with Louisville. <laughs> so yeah, that was different. Um, so, But, no, this is probably a first and last. What, uh, what are you going to do with your, your retirement? You've got to do something, right? I do. And uh, if you've got any ideas, let me know if anyone does. I've already had an offer from uh, the mayor in Hillsborough to serve on the Planning and Zoning Commission. How's that? Wow. I don't know anything about it, but I guess it's something I'll consider. Probably pays uh, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, not this one. <laughs> but, but, no, I, there are opportunities between church and community, and uh, I'm sure some things will come along. For one thing, it gives flexibility, hopefully, in retiring. You'll have flexibility with time, and that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. So you can pick and choose where you want to take opportunities, whether it's volunteering to help with whatever the, the need may be. Well, uh, and spending time with family and traveling a little. Well, just uh, as my experience uh, in the market, I've been in the market 50 years, so I've, uh, you have been uh, most helpful. I want to compliment you on that in, in public and say uh, we do sometimes feel like people who are in that position as a public spokesman, sometimes we feel spokesperson, we feel like the, the, what they're trying to do is hide as much as they can. But yep. uh, uh, on most occasions you've been, on all occasions, you've been very helpful to me. And I, I appreciate that because uh, you've done a great job and uh, we have appreciated your, your your role out there, Wichita State. Way to go. Well, thank you, Steve. That means a lot. And uh, I appreciated working with you over the years and you've always been more than fair. And uh mm-hmm. Certainly, your legacy is going to far surpass mine, but it's, it's been a pleasure to uh, have known you and worked with you, and I'll, we'll hopefully stay in touch. When, one last question. When is Shocker football going to come back? You know, <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath on that anytime soon. <laughs> and I like football, but I, I understand the dilemma there. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, again, congratulations on your long career and all of our best wishes and whatever you choose to do here in the retirement years. Thanks for hey, being thanks. with us, Joe. We always we appreciate it. Thank uh, you very much. Appreciate that, too. Always fun to talk with you. Our guest is uh, Joe Kleinsasser, co-director of News and Media Relations, Wichita State University, and he is retiring from that position after 34 years. That's all for this edition of Issues 2020. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.